Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. As always, this is Anson, and I'm here with Eric. Hello, everybody. Eric, how's how's your two weeks been? I know we said we were gonna do weekly, but there hasn't there wasn't a lot of news last week, and there really isn't any this week. So we're gonna yep. be doing two weeks, and then two weeks, and then the season will start. So we'll get back to weekly soon. But uh, how was yeah. your um, two weeks? Uh, they've been pretty good so far school has just started going into my grad year so everything's i don't know we just we went to semesters which is a new thing in uh east van where we go to school or where anson used to go to school we just have we have semesters now uh today i just got my uh my grad suit so that was pretty fun where'd you go to grab it Uh, uh, Tip Top Tailors in Metrotown. Ooh, okay. Yep. And then I got a, and I got a fade. Nice. For my haircut. So yeah. Nice. Eric, it's going well. Fresh. You're gonna have to send me some pics of you in the suit and everything. So. I, I will. Cannot, don't worry. I just want to see how you look. Yeah. How, how much uh, did that how, suit set you back? I'm just interested. Uh, Three hundred. Okay, that's actually not, not too, bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. They had a deal there, so. Yeah, and I mean, throughout like the next few years, you're probably gonna be wearing that suit since it's probably your nicest one now, right? Since you just. Pretty much, it. it's my only one. Okay, so like <laughs> weddings, whatever formal events, you're like actually graduating, any like networking mm-hmm. events or whatever, right? You're gonna be yeah. wearing that job interviews. So there you go. Yep. Yeah, Essential piece, right? Mm-hmm. How's uh how's your two weeks been in Toronto, settling down? Oh man, it's actually not bad. Um, I've had the workload has been okay. Um, being living by myself is like kind of weird, but being able to yep. set my own schedule is pretty cool. You know, like I don't have to like work things around other people, and yeah, yeah, I actually went to a Jays game, which was cool. That was my first um ever um MLB game in person. Yeah. uh it's the they they it's like it's so weird man like i don't know i'll probably mm-hmm. when i watch a raptors game later this year it's gonna be even weirder but i guess for yeah. hockey you don't get it because there's like the boards and stuff but like you still realize how big the players actually are like seeing like yeah. like like Vladdy guerrero in person <laughs> he's he's so big you know true like he's so wide he's like two people true so yeah, it's just yeah, and the first moment when you step, uh, like up the stairs and you see the field, that's crazy. So yeah, it's a beautiful, it's such beautiful an experience stadium. to be able to see that. Um, have you ever watched the Jays in in Toronto or only in Seattle? Uh yeah, I have watched the Blue Jays when they're in 2016, I would say. Okay. So that was when they made it to the ALCS again, yeah. the second year in a row. I uh, watched them play three times oh okay so you watched like a whole series yeah pretty much got got to watch a guy named troy tulowitzki who got was just acquired at that time watch it is uh first first home run as a blue jay so that was pretty cool so here's my thing i know you've been down to seattle to watch the mariners right mm-hmm. and the blue jays that is true um and then you've watched the jays in toronto or yep. in yeah so do you like the um i guess they call it t-mobile park now the t-mobile park 
or Rogers Center in terms of as an arena? Don't judge the team that plays in there, but as an arena, what did you like more? Uh, I would probably have to say Seattle. Like okay. their field is like the designs on the field were just amazing. And we went to a day game and the roof was open. Well, I think they don't have a roof in Seattle, but in Seattle, it's just a beautiful day as well. So it made it even better. I definitely want to head down there next summer to watch. And uh, maybe this winter, the Canucks are playing Seattle on January 1st. So if stuff opens up, might have to head down to Climate Pledge Arena. (laughs) All right, speaking of the Canucks, um, one thing that we we both were watching and we saw some bits of is the prospect camp. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some players that stood out to you from the Canucks uh, rookie camp? Uh, obviously, our number, our tenth overall pick in 2019, I would say. Yeah, 2019 in Vancouver. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin has been probably the biggest talk in the Canucks prospect camp so far. Like hearing names like Bo Horvat say stuff about him just makes you even more excited to be a Canucks fan right now. Is that this guy can be a really good player for, for this team and moving forward and other other names like Danila Kil, Kilmovich Kilmovich Klimovich, I think. Kilmovich and Michael DiPietro obviously those two names is going to be a very good those are two good players as well and just a bunch of other like good prospects that the Canucks have in this in the farm system right now it's pretty like stacked in a way it's definitely nice to see like how so many players are there that you're like like you've been waiting to see for so long just because so many of these prospects we haven't really been able to see them at like you know like usually you might like see them at like a prospect report thing or you might learn their name but i think a lot of the players that are drafted in like 2019 2020 and then this year we haven't really seen them just because like a lot of times leagues are shut down and stuff so it's kind of good to see all these prospects in one place. True. And it's crazy that uh, Klimovich is, like, born in the exact same year as us. <laughs> and he's five days older than me. It's crazy that, like, you know, like, we, we've been, like, watching hockey for so long, and then now, like, the players that are drafted are, like, born in the same year as us, so. Yeah. So um, I was listening to the Canucks Conversation podcast earlier today. Um, I don't know if you listened to it, but it's uh, with Chris Faber and uh, David Quadrelli of the uh, the the Canucks Army. So Definitely they were, heard of it. yeah, they were there on day one, which was yesterday, the seventeenth, and they mm-hmm. said throughout like the whole like hour hour and a half practice, I think Di Pietro led in only like single digit goals in the practice. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> like. They, they, they were just saying he was, a, he was like a pro goalie. So I guess all that work with Ian Clark really helped out last year. You know, a lot of us fans were saying, oh, it might have been a wasted year of development. But I guess when you get to work one-on-one with Ian Clark for that long, it's worth it. True. Okay. Uh, other Canucks news. Hoglander changed his number. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful number he changed it to, too, as well. Might be trying to honor someone, eh? Yeah, he is Swedish too. So yeah. let's trying hope to... he uh, has a better better year than um, Ericsson, though. 
All I'm going to say, I think he might score more points in that number than <laughs> Louis did in five years in Vancouver. So we just have to see. Yeah, definitely. And he's like for sure top six this year. I don't see why he wouldn't be on the second line. Yeah. But hey, the Canucks are so good this year. So you never know. Like on paper, they're really good right now. That top, that top yeah. nine looks really good. It's going to be an exciting year. Um, anything else you want to mention in terms of the Canucks? Not really. Not much Raptors talk either this week. I think probably the big thing was Pascal uh, coming out and saying like he sees all the hate and stuff. Yeah. Um, but nothing really in terms of news. Uh, we got the Scotty Barnes throwing out the first pitch at the Blue Jays game yesterday. Or whatever, uh, September 17th. Yeah. Um, it did result in a loss, which was not the best part about that game. But other than that, he's throughout the first pitch. Looks like Toronto already loves him already, and he loves Toronto as well. So that's a good, good start to to Scotty Barnes in in Toronto. I was gonna say Vancouver, but yeah, hopefully he's determined to play for the Raptors, which a lot of players are not too like too determined to play for but we got scotty barnes now the jays did win today though so they're did win. they're tied in the series and um they're still in the race for the wild card mm-hmm. half oh, game up yeah let's hope they keep it going so i can attend uh, the wild card game a wild card game I, if i can get tickets i'll go you know like for a reasonable price yeah, tickets I got last it's time were around like like forty five bucks. If they're under a hundred, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good. I mean, it's a playoff game, right? Like, like yeah, ninety bucks. I think that'd be okay. That's like yeah. that's like a day of work. I'll take it. <laughs> I remember getting tickets at the Blue Jays game for like twenty five bucks. Yeah, um, the thing is, the five hundred level is closed right now. That's the only reason why they oh, don't have. Oh yeah, that. that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Me and my dad were just sitting like top of the top. The stadium, but it's still it's a good view though. That's the thing. As long as you yeah, can see that, and then beautiful. if you have a view of the jumbotron, like why is that a bad view? You're just not gonna catch True. a foul ball, or you yeah. could. You never know. Yeah, these players can just launch a ball all the way up. Is players are skilled. So no more Raptors news. Um, we are excited that all the players are in Toronto now. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good year, no matter how many games they win. It's just going to be great to see the development of a few of the guys, um, chemistry, and hopefully, you know, um, Pascal comes back really well after that uh, shoulder surgery. Yeah. Okay. Now on to um, something that we I, I brought up last week or the week before, um, kind of a hypothetical situation. And you have yours prepared, I think. So. Yep. You know, we're both like pretty, we're both pretty young as sports fans. You know, we're both still teenagers. We haven't really been able to watch so much sports through, through our time. And there's a lot of players whose great careers that we've missed. So let's go one by one. We're going to have three players we wished we could have watched in person or during their career. So uh, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Obviously... Oh wait, wait, wait! One thing. It just to tell just to tell the listeners. It's good. We're gonna limit it to basketball and hockey, 
just because if we went for more than that, it would not be three players. It would be so much more. So go ahead. Yeah, true. Um, obviously, picking basketball players, it's way more easier since Vancouver doesn't have a basketball team. And I've never been to a professional basketball game in my life. So I, I went with two NBA players and a hockey player for this list. Stop, uh, the first stop. one being... Okay. First one being uh, Michael Jordan, obviously. The GOAT, as most people would say. He was dominant in his time. He led the first... Well, not the first dynasty, but the first dynasty to have more than, like, 15 teams in the league. And he was just... Everyone just respected him so much. Even my, even my coach in, like, grade 9, he was like... Oh, you, these young kids, they don't know how good Michael Jordan really was. They're all saying LeBron is the GOAT, but never really watched Michael Jordan play. So I would love to see in-game uh, with Michael Jordan. I'd have to agree with you on that one. Um, I don't see why anyone would leave MJ off their list. Yeah. Um, I want to keep it creative, though. So since you said MJ, I do agree with you, but I want three separate players. So... Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with basketball. Actually, I'm gonna go with hockey on the first one because I think you might have this right. guy on your list too. Um, Ooh, okay. The Michael Jordan of hockey, uh, number ninety-nine, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Definitely wish to have been able to watch him play. Um, yeah, like it, the guy has more assists than anyone ever than anyone has points all time. So. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. I don't even think we need to talk about. Gretzky and how dominant he was mm-hmm. as a player. You know, there's only been so many players to score over 150 points in a season. He scored over 200 multiple times. <laughs> so Wayne Gretzky is my guy. Um, but right. I'll let you go for um, your second player. Okay, so I was going to put Wayne Gretzky, but I thought hmm, maybe it's a little too simple to put Wayne Gretzky. So I put a guy... You just flip the numbers to a six, and you got Mario Lemieux. Ooh. Mario, obviously, even Wayne Gretzky said that Mario Lemieux was better than him in hockey. Like, Wayne Gretzky doesn't really say that with many players, because he is the best player in hockey. But he's like, he said Mario Lemieux, one of the players that was better than him in hockey. And that's, he was a class act got fought cancer and still came so got back on the ice and scored goals like who doesn't want to watch a guy who is determined to win games every single year i can't disagree with you on that one as well um if his career was less plagued by injuries yeah and he played in a lower scoring era because gretzky had more of the 80s lemieux was more in the 90s and i think in the 90s you can say lemieux was actually a better player so mm-hmm. it, I think if Lemieux played, like, he started his career a few years earlier, if he was born a few years earlier, he would have been way closer to Gretzky in terms of total points and point-per-game average. Yeah. All right. So my next, I'm going to name uh, a basketball player now. Okay. And for me, it is, I'm going to say uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Ooh. Just because... You know, we always talk about, like, the GOAT debate, whatever, and then someone always brings up, like, Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain. 
And, like, it's not like I wouldn't have wanted to watch Bill Russell, because I would. But just, if a guy averages 50 points, and they don't even record blocks or steals or whatever back then, I would have wanted to see, like, how, how good he actually was. Yeah. So, Wilt Chamberlain is my guy. Um, I... I don't necessarily think he's like a top five player of all time i think there's definitely five or even more players better than him i think he is a top 10 player but um if i was actually able to go in a time machine and watch him in person yeah things might change mm-hmm. yeah me and my me and my friend were just talking in class about will chamberlain saying bro who who is he even playing with like is he playing with like mailmen and like other like milkmen people to play against him but honestly you know if he could grab a like a quarter off the top of the backboard i don't think it would have mattered who he was playing but it's obviously you know like even like 10 years ago the nba players from now are better than the ones 10 years ago right like it's gonna be better as you go along so obviously you played against some pretty bad competition Mm -hmm. but hey still a great player he did it in his time you can't you can't blame him for that mm-hmm. uh, for my third player I went with another basketball player and I went closer to home with this one it is Toronto's favorite uh, DeMar DeRozan he was the true staple of Toronto he was probably the most loved in Toronto he was the player that meant so much and when 2019 when that trade happened fans were just mad angry about that trade because they just didn't want to see the the player that has been with the team for so long just traded for a, a temporary fix to the franchise they just didn't want to see that and i was kind of mad as well that demar DeRozan was just just gone for two other players so yeah that's that's my third player and I guess for DeMar, it's like the complete career progression, right? Like, is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, watching yeah. him get drafted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like, it's... it's Like, for me, okay, Pod Colson, the first time I ever saw him play was at the gretzky Holinka tournament um, in 2018. 20, summer of 2018. He mm-hmm. played in a game against the U.S., the Russian U18 team didn't even have names on their jerseys. It was just numbers. <laughs> and, and he scored a hat trick. One of the goals, there was like literally the space you could have fit one and a half pucks high glove side. And he sniped it from the right circle. And after I saw that, I was like, holy shit, this guy's so good. Yeah. And, and I was like, the Canucks have to pick this guy. And he was like, he was like top three, top five over every projection. But then people were like, oh, he's not that good of a skater. And he dropped to 10. And when Vancouver got him, I was so happy because I was like, man, this guy, you know, he might not necessarily be the best player in the draft, like at that point in 2019, but seeing the potential he had to dominate on both ends of the ice, I'm so happy that he's a Vancouver Canuck, finally. Finally. So I think since you named, um, a Raptor fan favorite. Um, I'm going to name a Canucks fan favorite um, that I was not able to watch due to age. And I would say some people would argue him as the single greatest Canuck in franchise history. Um, he was the all-time all-time leading rook. Uh, he had the rookie scoring record 
And that is uh, pa- Pavel Bure. The Russian rocket. Um, going through my um, obsession of Russian players now. Um, I don't know why, why you know, most people wouldn't want to watch him, right? Like, he had so many exciting years with the Canucks, scoring that goal against Calgary um, in overtime to win. And obviously, the fallout and the loss in 94 would not be something that would I, I would be happy about. But just seeing a player go through, uh, just be so good is something that, you know, the Canucks haven't really had any all-time greats like that on their team in their prime. And I would have loved to see Burry play. Yeah. Burry was just so fast in his time. Most players just couldn't catch up to him. He, uh, there's, like, video footage or videos of, on YouTube about, like, the Canucks skating at my, my school. Because, obviously, like, the pros would usually, like, practice there for a couple of days. Just to skate around doing practice and... Pavel Burry was just lighting it up with fans in the stands, just watching him play. It was that's that's a type that's the type of person that he was. He just everyone wanted to watch him. And thinking about him now, like like a player like that could obviously still compete at the NHL level mm-hmm. today. Um, he was he wasn't that big, right? He's like you know maybe like five ten hundred. Yeah. 90 pounds maybe but hey right now that's like that's big enough to be on the top line that's like Patrick Kane's around that size right yeah and obviously you know having that amount of speed um while players are faster now still that speed would still stand out today so I would love to have watched him and yeah everyone that yeah. we named all six players would have been great so I think three players is two less but we had to keep it to this or else we would have been just going on for hours so there we go. Yep. All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, nothing from me. All I got is a uh, go Jays. Um, yeah. Gonna try and watch a little more if I can, and we'll see them in the playoffs. You know. Hopefully, yeah. All right. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys all in two weeks. Peace.